Podcasting are back, baby. They tried to outlaws. They couldn't hold us down. Maybe they did. I don't really. Remember. I think they effectively did. They did. They kind of held us down. But now all that made it, all that made it, all that happened is that people wanted us more. That's right. Actually, we did get a lot more followers on Instagram and Twitter because of it. People are rooting for an anti-hero and they're, an underdog. They're, not, they're sick of big pop, big podcast. That's right. Big, big, big music. Big Podbean. Yeah, and the, but, and the Universal Music Group. Holding, holding back these small-time creators. That's right. And they're rallying behind us. That's right. And here we are, Movie Mayhem Podcast. That's right. Your boys are back, Matt, Brian, and uh, you know we're not gonna let this. We're not gonna let this stop us. No, we're we're actually gonna probably change a couple of things. Maybe I won't do so many quirky little songs at the end. Okay, we're such rebels. We're conforming to what they want us to do. Hey, man. Just until we get our feedback, <laughs> so I could do some shit. So, I mean. Well, I do find it funny that they had to have listened to the whole entire Independence Day episode. I don't think to that's how get it works. to the end. I don't think that's how it works. Like, I had put no keys into it. At all. I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure they have like some kind of scanner that just picks up the same like Wavelength. sound waves. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's like oh, this like you know they, they just kind of run it through and it just kind of there's like a bar going through the whole sound right. waves. Like oh, that sounds a lot like Katy Perry's fireworks. Right. If we were more musically gifted, we could probably write a podcast episode where we're melodically in tune with. Yeah, we can get ourselves. We can get ourselves uh, fined, and then we'll show them. It's like listen to it. <laughs> Go to court. Listen to this episode, and it's just us speaking. Like, yeah. Like we like we talk in the tone mm. of fireworks. We watch the Muppets now. <laughs> Oh man, but you know we're back, right? You know, but but actually, because we were actually gone. Usually right. we say we're back and we don't go anywhere. No, yeah, we were legitimately gone. Right. So if you if back you're... to the dead, yeah, we're Spider Man rising from the from the grave after Craven buries us. Ooh, good reference. Deep cut. Deep cut. Right. And uh, what did we rise from the grave to review? Uh, the Great Muppet Caper, yeah. <laughs> 1981 classic. Rated G. Somehow. This was this was also it wasn't a wheel pick. It wasn't a you know, like, unknown, like, secret pick. This was a, I said, hey, Matt, you know what we should do? Because, Matt, I think uh, we were were talking to each other earlier in the morning, and you're like, I'm getting out of work early. I'm like, ah, okay. I have an idea for a movie, and it's Chopping Mall, the horror movie about robots in a mall that kills a bunch of teens having sex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's what I got. That's from the, the entire plot of the movie. It's on Amazon Prime. It's free. But when Matt got here, I could tell he was not in a good mood to enjoy <laughs> shopping hype. mall. I wasn't hype. Not that he had a bad day or anything. It's just that Matt has a very uh, strict vibe of when he knows he's going to be watching purposely bad movies. <laughs> it's much different than my vibe, where I'm like. Yeah, let's do it. And Matt's like, why? And my friend's with you. Why? 
Well, I think this was a classic Brian undersell. I feel like you played me. I did. Where you pitched Chopping Mall because you knew, like, oh, you know, I have a movie that, you know, I don't know if Matt will be good for. So I'll first, I'll lowball him, like, a movie that I know he'll hate. And mm-hmm. then I'll pitch the movie that he might be okay in, and he'll jump right on it. And hook, line, and sinker, that's, that's exactly right. what I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It was another one of the long cons that I've actually had for a while. But it's also that I know, like, you and a lot of the people that we hang out with love the Muppets, and it's something that I, I was always more of a Sesame Street guy. Right. I never really... You saw me pop for uh, the Oscar cameo. Right, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so I never really watched the Muppets growing up, so more exposure to the Muppets... It's good. Well, we watched the first Muppets movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So no, yeah, and uh, this in in line with the the Muppet the original Muppet movie is very. Uh, it was meta before meta was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very it was very fourth wall breaking, very you know inside baseball kind of kind of a take on, on on a movie on a on a ro- on a fifty romance romp caper kind of thing, like a Humphrey Bogart type yeah. thing. Yeah. Gene Kelly, maybe right. uh, Fred Astaire, <laughs> other people that old, I, that are dead now. Old Hollywood must have loved it. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't win an Oscar. For yeah, because it's just so self-referential <laughs> um, and, and self-aggrandizing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Muppets, what's it called? The Muppets Caper. The Great Muppet Caper. The Great Muppet Caper, which and, only capered in the last twenty. Minutes. I was about to say like. They, did they not know that that's the movie they were making until, like, the last <laughs> 20 minutes? Because, they're, yeah, the actual plot... So, we, you know, when, like, when you go on Disney+, Plus, it tells you, like, a little plot synopsis. The plot synopsis is Miss Piggy gets framed for stealing a, a jewel in London, and then the gang has to... Uh, clear her name. Clear her name, yep. right? This, this jewel does not even show up until an hour into this hour-and-a-half movie. Yep, hour and 38 minutes... The inciting incident doesn't start until about an hour into the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then, until then, it's like it's straight up like a like a fifties romance. Yep, which I did not get you know, from it, that synopsis. It was very slow. Like, and I think that's the thing about these like these great, great quote unquote great fifties movies when they had these like big uh, musical numbers where synchronized swimmers would jump into the water and like this whole. But that happened after things got good, also. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like this, it was a weird dream sequence. Yeah. But this, this movie is it. It is. I remember it because I, I'm being. I want to ask: Was did it seem that slow when you watched it as a kid? No, I fucking like loved it hmm. as a kid. Like there's certain things that stuck out to me, like when they flew into the when they were flying to England in the crates. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I had a flashback to when I was a little kid watching that on. Uh, VHS. Obviously, I told I told you what kind. Of, it wasn't that we went out and bought the. You VHS. bootlegged it. We bootlegged it because yeah. it was on, like TBS one day. You or could whatever. do that back then. Exactly. You just hit record and and watch it. And then my brother and I. I was a more Muppet fan, I think, than my brother was. But I remember watching it and like days like today, where it's just rainy out. Mm-hmm. Watch the Great Muppet Caper. Is it me or does? Recording like a TV broadcast onto cassette seem like higher technology than like a DVR. It's more of an art form, right? Because a DVR is like, you know, it's. It, I feel like when you talk about something like that's more high tech, like a DVR, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, okay, so you take, so you you take the electric, you know, the the data file, right? Okay, <laughs> and you uh and you can save it electronically, right? And you have so up, much data, you right? Can use it's right in the hard drive, right? You can just bring that up, but. Tell me how you take a black film 
right? <laughs> like a black sheet of plastic, right? Right, and then something that's sent from a satellite onto your screen is able to be placed onto this black paper to be burned into film, right? And then you roll it, and it shows up on that same screen, and then you could roll it back again and tape over something else. Yeah, exactly. With no, like... What happens to the old one, yo? the old vhs like wave like we don't appreciate how how wild i I know most of our audience is in the zoomer generation they're mostly under 20 i mean we're big with we're big hit with the youth are we aging ourselves i think we no uh, i think we've aged ourselves a long time ago (laughs) we aged ourselves by doing the great muppet caper Muppet like immediately we went in when we called ourselves the bad boys of podcasting when we all know that's joe rogan and the (laughs) death But uh, no, it's. I think the thing, what I enjoyed about the VHS experience, like trying to tape it, is a, a you had to be there. Yep. To set up your tape for it, you have to watch it. You have to watch it, but also, you could self-edit as well, where you could, oh, commercials are coming up, you could stop the recording, yeah. then put it back on, or. I think you could like you could just edit just with your VCR button, just mm-hmm. like click, 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 and you're and you're good to go. Nowadays, if you try to watch a show like with on demand, mm. they make they they don't let you skip the commercials. No. So really, what are you paying for? Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. had it better. <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day. Damn. When, when you're, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of a lot of our listeners are millennials. I will have to say. I think I'm technically a millennial. You you are. Right. Yeah, I'm a millennial. I'm technically a millennial. Oh, so then yeah. yeah. So if you are, then I am. Yeah, because it's, I think it's eighty two to 2005 something like that oh no shit yeah okay because like anybody like i feel like someone born in 82 is almost 40 i don't know any 40 year old millennials well no it's anyone but i think born pre-millennium maybe that's the whole thing nah but boomers are all pre-millennium but like boomers are also the ones who bankrupted our society Yes. They ruined our housing markets. I think... That's why you have to go to college and spend $70 billion. Tell me about it, bro. <laughs> I still owe half a mil. I'm free, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I beat the system. <laughs> yeah. And now they're, now they're paying you. Kills my credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, no. I think it's... Uh, the, the genera- I think it's become such a generational thing and such a broad concept that, like, if, you, if your dad's a boomer, you're a millennial. Right, yeah. I think if your dad was born during or slightly after the vietnam war mm. you're a millennial i think that's fair yeah if your parents were born in my the... dad was born before vietnam actually my dad's 49 your dad's a thousand years old yeah <laughs> no yeah absolutely no but yeah i think they, they certainly like certain oh, points last weekend my dad called muhammad ali a coward for not going to the vietnam <laughs> that'll show him my dad wasn't even in america at the time <laughs> oh my god where did this patriotism come from you know jesus yo my dad's all blue jobs matter and shit oh no 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 but, <laughs> but like, <laughs> about to say like <laughs> but like but it was just such a wild stance for him to take it was like he goes like, now it's like now like he does like the look around it's like you know what i'll say it yeah I'm yeah really it was, kind of a coward yeah like, even though he he burned himself through so much persecution and uncertain jail time eight and... five years got of all his title stripped and he goes yeah because he was too scared to go to war it was like whoa he ruined his life like he was like yeah. Like, they went out and personally ruined his life. Yeah. Coward. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it's easy to fight someone. You know, but to kill someone? Like, my dad's killed people. <laughs> Your dad's hiding some secrets. Yo, I'm saying. Ugh. <laughs> oh, but, uh. That's, that's so funny. It's so funny. But anyway, neither here nor there. 
Uh, we're just talking. I just nostalgia. also like that maybe it came out of the blue too. Like you guys are just like, oh Sunday, you guys want to do some breakfast? You want to get some eggs? Maybe some pancakes? <laughs> you know, Muhammad Ali's a coward. <laughs> Speaking I, of getting eggs, <laughs> I forget why it came up. I think we brought up like him as as a boxer, oh, okay. and then we we're like, "Oh, did he ever lose?" And I was like, "Well, yes, every boxer loses." Like, but like, it's like, "Oh, like how long was he the title?" Then we talked about how we lost the titles right. and all of that, and then because my sister didn't really know any of that lore, oh, okay, that boxing that, history. That's also fun too. Like, I know there's a lot of that. It, kind of going back to the millennial, like. It is fun to talk about this stuff. I know nostalgia is fun, but like a lot of millennials use like nostalgia as kind of like this gatekeeping thing. It's like mm-hmm. you think TikTok is fun. Well, you know what's fun? Tamagotchis were fucking yeah, fun. I mean, it's like they weren't, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it is fun to be like, this was wild like back in the day. Yeah. Like you see this shit, it's pretty funny. I wonder if we come off how our parents came off telling us shit. Because now if my dad tells me a story, I'm all ears. Right. But back in the day, I don't really know if I wanted to hear much about of my mom's like past. I think it was just presentation at the time. Mm. Maybe you think that we're better at telling these stories? No. Yeah. Like, right. Right. <laughs> so I think we're boring these Gen Xers the same way. But I also I, th- I think it's how it comes up because like you hear from your parents and you're like, that like I don't know if it, if it was like that with you, but like you hear from your parents, you're like, no, nah, I don't believe you. Right, I don't believe right. you. I don't believe mom and dad who I see every day. Right. We're like going to Woodstock or whatever. I don't believe that shit. That but they were you, ever young. Yeah. But your aunt or like your next door neighbor started talking about it. You're like, whoa. You were there? You did that? <laughs> I don't see you in the house. So obviously you have a different life. Have I ever told you about my mother's uh, Gora story? No, I don't think so. Okay, last thing and then we'll talk about the movie. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. You know what? The it's movie, on, the movie trailed us along for right. an hour before starting. We can do the same. Yeah, we're gonna. This is going to be an hour and 38 minutes and an hour and 20 of them. It's going to be different shit. Right, right. <laughs> so it's not at all what the audience was expecting. This so how you get the stats up. So Mama Taylor... She she always says like you know I I wasn't a I she always she'll say it straight up like I wasn't a fighter when I was a kid I was a coward you know I I ran away I told the teacher except one time Uh-oh. she says one she talks about one time where she fought Gora right so Gora it was my mom it was Gora and then it was not to uh, be confused she, with Goro from Mortal Kombat but you could confuse him you could confuse because him. If you simil- hear it quickly like what right and similarly <laughs> and if you saw them right uh, so, oh. <laughs> so apparently Gora very big stocky girl and my mom was apparently a, like a like a like a toothpick okay right so they were friends until something happened my mom it my mom's not clear and it changes all the time like like oh like uh my mom wanted to hang out with someone else one day or my mom like took the last like school lunch one day or like whatever it was right you know and uh gore's like yo i'll see you after school oh. right and so mama taylor you know she you know she can't fight, so she tries to get out of school. Her friends are like watching out for Gora, you know, and she makes a break for it. But Gora's waiting for it. Gora catches her, right? And then it's straight up like crap, like like out of the way my mom describes it, out of a movie, you know, like the crowd's like, "Oh, they'll kick her ass," you know. And Gora's like, "Yo, you asked for this." And Gora like takes a swing at her, and my mom grabs Gora's hair, oh no, and starts pulling her by the hair, ends up throwing her into a drain. What? And then Gora's mom shows up, you know, and then. Yeah, it's like yo, the the the, the pig five O's here, and then it goes back to to my mom's mom, who didn't believe that my mom could 
pull off fighting Gora. Right. So and it was and I was like the one time I to my mom was like I don't know where I found the strength if it was adrenaline or God gifted me like this strength or adrenaline. It, it, it's, it's adrenaline, like, mom. <laughs> it's ninety percent certain it's adrenaline. Yeah, right? God's not like not out there like you know what I'll create some more mountains. So, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Gotta get my girl some yeah. strength. <laughs> Right, so... Uh, Stop flapping birds, I gotta save my girl. Yeah. <laughs> you see, as she, like, catches a punch, like a bird just falls from the sky. It slows down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um... So, and we, we've we been told the story since we were children, like, four years old. Right. Like, almost, like, maybe twice a year she'll tell this Gora story. It's like and, Christmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, we, we go to Trinidad, for, and this is the first time we went to Trinidad for a while. I forget what year this was. Um... Maybe 2014, 15. Okay. Maybe a little later than that, but you know, around then. Uh, it was when you know when it was when the Punisher was on Netflix. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right? When season one of the Punisher. Not that long Netflix. ago. Right. Not yeah. that long ago. Um, and we're all and I'm you know getting to know all my cousins, these people that like you know I, I haven't really seen very much in my life, and all my aunties and stuff, and it's amazing. We're all sharing stories and stuff. So then my cousins start telling the story. Um, you know, we we're going back and forth. They tell the story about how, you know, my auntie Paul, who was my, my mom's younger sister, right, okay. was in school one day and uh, also saw Gora, right? And how auntie Paul did something, not sure what it was, to upset Gora. And they told the exact same Gora story, how auntie Paul threw Gora into the drain from oh. the hair. Like, the exact... We, uh, these are, we haven't talked to these people in years. So just... And they just told the same, and we like, it was like we finished the story, like, speaking simultaneously, because, oh, no. yeah, and we're like, oh. who the hell fought Gora? Because they are 100% certain, because Auntie Paul's been telling them for years, that she fought Gora. And did, did the lie become the truth, or the truth become a lie? Exactly. <laughs> so it was like the biggest thing, it's like, yo, we've been, like, uh, our whole lives were, is a lie, we just found Everything out. Everything I've learned from this moment. Right, who is this woman, right. you know? <laughs> Like, we have to find Gora in Trinidad. <laughs> You're like, yo, which one of these sisters oh. beat your ass when you were a kid? <laughs> you had to book a trip right after. It's like, I got to find all my fucking bullies and just... That's what I'm saying. Get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I, I Like, at least set the record straight, right. you know? It's like, I need the truth. Yeah, it was nuts. And uh, later on, Paul was like, you know, I don't... Because I think for Auntie Paula, it wasn't as big a deal as it was for my mom. Because right. for my mom, like, that is literally her only claim to, like action and okay. violence so like she was like no no and my mom can never be wrong you know she's like no no i i fought her i fought her and, and being my, like her younger sister auntie paul's like oh okay i guess i guess it was you you know but we oh, don't we're tough. not buying it so that's we tough. right that's... so pretty much my mom is like you didn't play final fantasy 7 did you no so the main character in final fantasy 7 pretty much adopts the memories of uh, superior like officer in the military who died right. and that's kind of what my mom's cloud from final fantasy <laughs> or, or or this any movie where someone's like implanted memories that aren't theirs no i, I do i that is a co- common occurrence where you've you've tell the story so many right. times so from when they were like a little kid what do you say like 10 yeah uh, yeah so like, from 10 years old until now mm-hmm. they've told the story so much where it could have started out as you know one day and it just throughout whatever to make the story seem better yeah you know at the parties you know saying like yo it's one time i fucking right you know i don't want to i don't want to come up like a real idiot at this at this house party and you tell the story and then it becomes someone else telephones yeah. yeah and it just changes and 
that's fucking wild. Like, but, I'm sure it did your be... mom also browbeat no. her sister no. into like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Yeah, fine. You 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 beat up that that Gora girl. That's how my mom does it. Yeah, that's how my mom operates. She it's just like, and she'll probably be like, you know what? I didn't even go to school that day. Because <laughs> <laughs> Gora was not, like the heat was real. Like. <laughs> She had three stars in GTA. It's like, you know what? I actually was in a different state. I, I don't know. As it happens. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know why that story was relevant. But um, What are we talking about again? We're talking about our dad's... Like, we're talking about like oh. our, our dad's story. Oh, stories that we tell right. our kids versus stories oh, yeah, that were told about to how us. The millennials and... Right. I, I think, you know, I do want uh, to hard turn it back to our weird topic, but I do believe... I, I, I do think it is funny to kind of, as culturally irrelevant as that generation is between like 85 yeah. or whatever to, to, to now, it's like so many things have happened that it's just like, you know, it is it is cool if we just stop taking it as like gospel. Mm. It's like, oh, you know, the Spice Girls were a thing. It's like, who fucking cares? They only had two good songs. Yeah, they had two good songs. Like, you know who's better than the Spice Girls? The Supremes. Or like, or, like, there's so many different things that you could point to, like, that was so much better. My dad's music is pretty fire, right? Like, and my mom's. But, you know. <laughs> but I think that because I know I know a lot of people get super, especially if they're around my age, because they get super defensive. Like, oh, you didn't like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Mm-hmm. It's like I didn't like the one they made in two thousand four. The the kind of an, the animated one. The, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's it's whatever it is. It's whatever, mm-hmm. and that's why I like the Muppets. Is that they're always kind of been the same from the first time. Well, I mean, they've gotten a little bit spicier. Sure. For the Muppets? Yeah, right. But even in this one, they're pulling out guns. They're yeah. talking some wild shit. This is rated G. <laughs> and it's rated G. My man, my man. When, uh, I think it was, who was it? Was it, uh, the, 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 was it Gonzo that talks to that guy at the yeah. ball? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I said, oh, if you want a picture with his wife, he goes, right. to get home. Well, she shouldn't be here then. She's not. Yeah. <laughs> that's spicy. That's spicy. It's kind of messy. <laughs> I, and that's like, that's why I have like such an eternal love for the Muppets, which I, I it does sound weird because I'll watch other movies, like I'll watch like action movies and all this stuff and I'll see shit blow up. Mm-hmm. That would be like really cool. But I'll always go back to the Muppets and be like, sure. this is much better. You're allowed to yeah. be, to have a wholesome Right. Have that, of... that one like place where you could go back and like, like, I, I I wish, like, uncynically, mm. people watch The Muppets just to have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say when The Muppets were, when that movie finally started, I was having a great time. Right. It, like, the opening scene is fucking wild. Yeah. It's pretty, and there's also some, some pretty cool camera tricks. Like, when you first meet Lady Holiday, it's all in one shot. And they go around oh, an the, entire, yeah. like, office. Mm-hmm. And what's I even think we mentioned it in the other Muppets movie. It's just a lot of it is just chaos mm-hmm. on screen with Muppets. Just well, like, that's like what the Muppets bring, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like even at the when when the movie started at the at the actual caper, mm. you know, when it goes from like you know we're not gonna let you get away with that with that diamond, and then it becomes a baseball game. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> They have, like, Howard Cassell in the Yeah, rest. it was just, like, it was classic. It was so good. It's like, what is it? Like, the whole like the whole thing is, like, them trying to stop the caper. It's not like, well, we didn't we didn't need to stop you. We just needed to hold you here for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, so good. I, 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 I'm losing my train of thought here. But I cannot say enough, like, how crazy. Like, I mean, I, even though I was joking, I, 
I do think we should maybe do like movie commentary once in a while. Oh sure. Because kind of like let the people in to what we what we talk about. Like like behind the curtain. Yeah, because I was thinking about like most of the stuff when they do in like the wide shots where you can tell like that's a person. Mm-hmm. That's just a big old moment. Like yeah. in the beginning, they get thrown out of an airplane in a crate, and they're in a, in a, a lake or a pond. And you see, like Kermit and and Fozzie and Gonzo talking to a, a an English gentleman on the in the park, mm-hmm. and you kind of see like the audio going normal, and you see the Kermit puppet just like blah 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 blah. And I said to you, I was like, you know, don't worry about it in the wide. It's yeah. all, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one's gonna no one's gonna up. know. Yeah, but yeah, I do think like a lot of jokes do come in the moment. I think people would be a little have a lot of fun with that. Sure, maybe it's something we look into maybe once a month. Or twice a month, depending on how our schedules work out. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. D&D days. <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, but yeah, no. I also, you know, we talk about how slow this movie was. Mm. But it does make the payoff a little better. Like, especially for, like, Miss Piggy. Yeah. Because I'm, for me, like, my understanding of the Muppets, I'm used to her being, like, abusive and, like... <laughs> Straight up toxic, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> And just, like, beating the shit out of, like, Kermit. Like, being super, like, high-maintenance and demanding. Mm. And in this movie, to see her go from, like, oh, I like I just want to be a model. Right. And, like, you know... And it's it, almost like the Devil Wears Prada. It, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. It kind of is. And then she, you know, she gets... She's, like, so happy with her entry-level job. Right. That no one expects any to progress from. And then... You know, she actually falls for Kermit and, instead of just, like, you know, beating him up. And then, yeah. you know, getting framed and, like, getting her moment to shine, but they're really playing her. And then her getting hard as fuck in prison. <laughs> she was, starts throwing out them quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you know, the, uh, Time moves slow in the, cl- in the, <laughs> in the cooler. <laughs> That's the kind of things you say here in the joint. <laughs> Yo, it, it, I, I thought that was so good. And then, like, by the end of it, she gains her, like, picky strength. Right. And, like, bends the bars, hijacks a car, steals a motorcycle, evades the cops, runs through a wall. Like, uh. And this all happens within, like, Eight minutes. Just about eight minutes. Yeah. Also cutting back and forth from a, a yeah. wild Muppet. Like, and that and that's the funny thing is, like, yeah, this this is, I guess on that scale with like chaotic good to chaotic evil. Mm. Like this is like chaotic chaos. Like it's just yeah. chaotic to begin with, but it's chaotic good because it's right. uh, it, it you don't lose focus, you gain attention. I don't know if that is it makes any sense, but like. If you watch it at a certain time and with a certain like mindedness to it, it you could be like kind of like leaning into like how is this gonna pay off? Mm-hmm. But at another time you're like, oh, this is just wild and funny. Yeah, sometimes chaos, it, you know, you don't know what to focus on or like nothing. It, it's moving so fast it can't hold your attention for long enough. Right, and you just kind of like you you can't keep up. Other times, the chaos is something that is very entertaining and is building. Yeah, to. Where, where there's still some sort of focus to it, like amidst the chaos, where like in this movie, it pays off really nicely. Yeah, I like I do also like all oh, like the small things that do pay off in the end. Mm. Like Fozzie and Kermit are brothers in this. They're <laughs> twin brothers. Yeah. So every time one is seen without the other, like, oh, look, it's a frog. Like, it's Fozzie. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, look, there's a bear. It's like Kermit. And that's a little thing. It's and a it's very small, little thing. And it pays off at the end. It's like, oh, man, there's a bear. Right. And it's also like a nice... Uh, Kind of play that like that they're actors right. in a movie, you know, because yeah, and, uh, that's this is the only time that they play twins, right? Or do they? Or are they always twins? I think they. I think maybe in the Muppets take Manhattan, I think they're also twins. But are they? Are they consciously playing a movie yeah, in con- that one yeah. too? So yeah, so there you go. Well, a lot of it is 
every Muppet movie is them conscious of them knowing it's a movie. Oh, so they like, so they're... they'll they'll pick up on like they'll they'll call out tropes, they'll call mm-hmm. out things like that. I just think it's cool that you know that this idea of like two people that aren't related being casted as people that are related, as identical twins. As a, but as, yeah, but like you know, and with that absurdity with the identical twins, it's such a like even when they showed the picture of their dad, yeah, it's just a green like... fuzzy. <laughs> But he had the kind of like the yeah, collar. Yeah, that, the collar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it like it's so unfair that there isn't more like true Jim Henson shit out there because mm-hmm. that is super funny. And, like ah. and it, like I don't like I we did see that I did see the Happy Time Matters and it's not great. Mm. But well, like, that the, that's not Jim, Jim Henson. It's Jim Henson. his son. Oh, and it's like the uh, the Henson Company. Oh. But, like, early Henson companies, like, early Henson, a, a lot of people do focus on, like, oh, the detail and the pu- puppet mastery and all that, because, like, Dark Crystal and mm-hmm. Labyrinth and all that. But the Muppets are kind of fine comedies. Mm-hmm. They, they stand the test of time. Like, I get, like, we were still laughing at jokes made in 1981. That's crazy. But I doubt if we put on, like, old school or we put on anything like that and we'd right. still find it Most as funny. barrel movies. Yeah. Like it'll be very tough to be like you know that's still funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it, like I I think that's that that's also art to itself. And you also have to exactly because this is a movie that that, that what that's saying is that this was this movie was funny for kids mm-hmm. and this movie is funny for teenagers right. and this movie is funny for adults and probably old people too. Uh, so I, I include yeah, that in adults. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. But uh, but yeah, and 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 it's like you're taking like very sometimes very sophisticated humor. And packaging it into a G rating. Right. I mean, granted, G rating meant something different when in 81, <laughs> remember, apparently. Remember, Temple of Doom was rated PG. Right. Jaws was rated PG. Right. Yeah. So G <laughs> meant something different back yeah, exactly. then. But, you know, this is, like I said, a relatively wholesome movie. But it's G on Disney Plus, where they would go through everything and censor. So if something was off. They would know. They but, would tell you. But the bad guys still, you know, pulled out the strap <laughs> on Kermit, though. <laughs> they punched those women. Yo, yeah, for real. Right in the... Right in the hoo-hats. Right in the joint, yeah. Um, and she learned that in prison. Yep. But it's cool because it's kind of like an... Or- like I was saying, it's like an origin story for Piggy. Right. Where, like, she goes from this naive girl to this, like, badass. And then by the end of it, I feel like I can watch another Muppet story with Miss Piggy and be like, oh, that's... Right. I now get you, it. Now you know where she Yeah, because I always gave her... I, she always seemed like such an unlikable character to me. Okay. And this movie really turned me around on her. <laughs> you know? Um, but... Yeah, I think I think uh, when I'm looking back on this movie, and like the same way you look back on it, yeah, I'm not gonna be thinking about that big, like fifty minute chunk <laughs> that was like super slow. Yeah, you know, like you remember the the funnier stuff, like when they do that the gaudy uh, synchronized swimming thing with mm-hmm. they had the two uh, cutouts of Kermit and Charles Grodin. Yes. Who, yes. by the way, Charles yes. Grodin was Dude. amazing in this. He carried this movie on his back at some times he was amazing he was so good he committed a hundred percent yeah and that's a, like a i think a lot of it is now like even if, if we watch the current like the last couple muppet movies the ones that came out with jason siegel and the, mm. the one right after it it's like you could see the actors kind of like oh winking and nod winking and nod i'm here with the muppets but this is full-on acting this man was really in love with a pig <laughs> right. you know and he, like the model came up to him, like you know she's a pig right. he was like i do but there's something about her. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help you. You don't look like most girls. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
But yeah, so in the it's like in uncynical. Music... It's like it's an uncynical performance. Right, form. like right, exactly. Yeah. And that's why you have a musical performance where you have Kermit who's like mm, singing like Kermit for <laughs> Miss Piggy, and he's lip syncing to he's, opera, uh, <laughs> actual opera, and it's like so funny. The passion behind yeah. it. <laughs> I, it, yeah, it's maybe that's what it, it is. Kind of funny to be in a to perform in a non-memed movie because mm. you, you got to think like there's probably like some in the background it's like if i do this like oh that's definitely gonna, be, like, gonna make this that's gonna be gift out to like no one's business and then you see like you see this and it's just unencumbered and they, they just act like he's not worried about is he gonna be this guy right like for like for however long <laughs> like how much is how is this gonna impact his right. career like, he he did like and also if, if you don't know who charles groden is if you're one of the the few who don't <laughs> Uh, he was like most people know him from uh, Gar- uh, Garfield, uh, Beethoven, Beethoven, where he's the the father of the fa- of the young family. But other people may know him from Midnight Run, the Charles Grodin show. I think he's also like super right wing now, so he's a little oh. bit of he's an odd duck. He was the last thing he's in was the an imperfect imposter. Okay, yeah, he's like, he's been around, but when he was younger. He was a very good com- comedic actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. But, you know, like I said, he was over the top in this movie. Yeah. And it worked. It probably won't work in places outside of, like, no. you know, the Muppets. Yeah. that's And that's the fun of it. I think that's the fun of the Muppets, is that you could just have, just make some wild choices and just know you're not going to be the most wild thing on the screen. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, you could like, oh, uh, yeah, but then there's a seven foot tall monster named Sweetums running around. Yeah. Oh, God. We need to stop the explosions. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, like, making a movie like this from a writing standpoint, uh, you don't really have to try that hard. No. You know, to you make something that's... You, you, you get from A to B, and it's <laughs> fine. But, like, for example, like, oh, we have to catch them red-handed. It makes for that great, like, what color is his hand now joke. They, they do it, like, three times. Three, literally the, the three times. Three, yeah. yeah. But... At the same time, it's like, why do you need to catch him red-handed? Why don't you just call the cops? Right, yeah. You know? Oh, if we catch him red-handed, we'll, say, oh, we'll call their hands. Right, but now. the movie's so ridiculous, and, yeah. and, and it's such a fun time watching them try to... Uh, You're on board with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, if they call the cops, then we wouldn't have this. And <laughs> that is something they say in the movie a bunch of times. Like, yeah. well, why would you do this? Like, well, because... It's a, it'll be a very short movie, then. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Like, oh, like, how did you like that exposition? Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like, oh, why are you telling me this? Well, it's the exposition dump. I gotta go somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> It's gotta yeah. go somewhere. Like, Which is, like, really, really... It's... Like, sometimes that's... You know, you're acknowledging that this is, like, lazy writing. But back then, it's no, actually I, a clever thing to I do. I think the difference is... Because, like, you look at movies like... Uh, uh, the fucking... Those shitty uh, spoof movies, like... Oh, Epic like, movie, yeah, or date movie, movie, whatever. Like, that's lazy writing. Where it's For like, sure. oh, this is the exposition. Like, this is the exposition. Blah blah blah. And then they kind of like do a cut joke where it's like, there's the, you'll see the crew and everything like that. But but this is just like, normal conversation. I said it, and let's move on. Mm-hmm. Where th- the joke is how normal it is. Right. Today. Where the joke for like now would be, the joke is it's lazy. Mm-hmm. like that i think that's that's what makes it so also stand the test of time and so different is 
the joke is the joke isn't the joke. Like it doesn't call attention to itself. Right. It, it it hangs a lantern on it, but the lantern is the joke. <laughs> that was the worst metaphor you could have. I know. I don't know. Just describing it normally without an yeah. analogy was, was better than <laughs> I jumped off too far. <laughs> My brain isn't working correctly. No, but yeah, I, it's it's a, the joke is that it doesn't call attention to us. Right. That that they have normal that in the movie it's normal. Right. Whereas in a in a lesser movie, they call so much attention to like, look at me, I'm doing the exposition now. Ain't I funny? Look at yes. this. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Whereas like the other one, they say it almost in a way that like, they hope you don't notice. You right. know, but you know they want you to because they wrote it. But like, you know. So like if you take like also the Austin Powers movie where they have a character called Basil Exposition. Mm-hmm. And he, all he does is say exposition. Right. But that's the character. Yes. And that, and that, that that's the whole. That's Austin the whole... Powers underrated as hell there's a patrick h willow move uh ep- oh really video essay on it. it's like 45 minutes yeah, his videos are so long but I they're know. so good it's so it, he he also has a podcast which is way different than ours i bet it's very measured i bet they don't have a lot of likes and ums in they probably it. Have like scripts and stuff no it's it's pretty free flowing it's called the infinity podcast it's him and two other people oh, but okay. they are they talk about <laughs> it's funny because he likes the same movies we like but, but he's so much us? better than describing <laughs> them. Because he'll watch all the Fast and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. He'll watch the Michael Bay movies. He'll watch uh, Kong vs. Godzilla, which, by the way, we haven't talked about too much on this. Yeah. Because, really, what, is there, talk, what is there to talk about? Right. It's big the monkey. movie delivered on exactly what it was. I gotta say, I gotta call out our good friend, family member, and uh, often contributor to this podcast, uh, Mikey. He wrote a letterbox review of Kong vs. Godzilla. What did he say? Oh. What did he, what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> so, I also did too. I, I did as well, which was, am I, like, I, I should I read, I'll, I'll, I should read mine first. You, to, t- uh, you tell me. Uh, I, oh, wait, no, oh, wait, I don't, I don't know how letterbox works. So, I think I said, like, am I mad that the human characters in this are pretty much nothing? No. Mm. Am I hyped that they had a big monkey and a big lizard throw a metal lizard through a building? Yeah. Yes. And that's all I needed. Yeah. Sure. So what am I... Okay, this is this is Mikey. He rated it two and a half stars. I think it's at a five star system. Okay, sure. I mean, half the movie was good, which was them fighting. Right. And that's... actually, but when we think about it, that's not half the movie. It no. was much less. It's much less. Most of the movie was the humans walking around <laughs> wasting time. So here's here's what he said. The more I think about this movie, the more I dislike it. Oh. You hype up this awesome battle between two awesome monsters that you love and then ruin it with terrible human interactions, dialogue, and storyline that no one cared about. Okay. He said cared slash S about. The fight scenes were dope. They were too much no one cares-isms in between them. Disappointing, but still love the the action. What's a no one cared-ism? I don't... I think it's like, oh... You know a point when in a, a lot of movies where there's two actors kind of like we got to go here we got to do this and it's like yeah. no one cares mm. just go mm-hmm. okay. it's like stop talking about doing something and just do it got it which got I find it. it funny I mean yes it's Kong vs Godzilla you shouldn't really like you shouldn't really take it more than it's Kong vs Godzilla mm-hmm. but this is also a guy who watched Lost so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean really. <laughs> Talking about a bunch of who cares. 
Oh, um, no, but I, I love the kid. We're going to hear about it, probably. <laughs> he'll defend himself. He'll defend himself. But I, I think with, with this, with the Muppet movie, it's just delightful. It's straight up delightful. Yes, but we should not lose sight of the... Negatives of it? The 50 minutes of... Oh, my happened. God, it's just... That I, was, a, I even that turned, was a drag. I man. even turned to you and said, for an hour and a half long movie... Sure does feel like three hours. Yeah. It's so slow in the I, beginning. I thought it was me being tired, but then you also mentioned I was that, exhausted. And I was like, thank God it's not just me. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm, my God. I'm thinking to myself, it's like, all right, what did I do? I had, all right, I had lunch. <laughs> I was pretty, I'm pretty well, like, ready to go. And I'm yawning all over the place. Like, yeah. Man, this moved a lot quicker when I could fast forward through a lot of things. And I, there came a point where I just did where they were writing the. By the way, it is uh, amazing puppetry. Don't yeah. get don't get us wrong, it is. But where are the strings? Couldn't yeah. see them. Couldn't see those strings. Mm. Could see those strings again in the thunder in uh, the Road Warrior. Yeah, that's right. Just can't see these strings. They didn't here. have Jim Henson on board. <laughs> but Disney Plus has trailers, and we tried, and I played the trailer for Matt. Problem is, it wasn't a trailer. It was, it was a full-on fucking scene. Yeah, it's just a full scene. So when that scene came up, I'm like, I'm just gonna fast forward through this. We we already saw it. Like, there's nothing more. It's just a song. Who cares? Like, just go. Like, we'll move along. So yeah. we did that, and it kind of it kind of was better because it gave us a little time to kind of like take a breath and like, yeah. okay. And then all the fun shit starts happening. I think the fun shit started right after that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because the right. gala is where like the runway, the, the yeah. fashion show, the fashion show. That's when like it really turned up. Yeah. You know. And uh, and from there it was like fun the whole time. But I'd say the musical number where they get to the Happiness Hotel, right? That for me dragged. That yeah. was long. Oh, when they were the one in the Happiness Hotel, like when they every like it took forty minutes just to get like everybody's here. Yes. Like look at all the Muppets were around. Yes. And then Sandy the Eagle comes out, like you're all a bunch of weirdos. Yes. <laughs> that took a long time. Yeah. Uh, and then the the musical number in the in the in the park. You know, I get it. It's it's a it's a it's, romance. It's, it's exactly romance. what happens in every other Muppet. There's yes. A, if there's a park, there's gonna be a song in it. Someone's gonna ride a bicycle. Someone's gonna ride. Jim Henson love fucking putting those bicycles out there. Cause like no one ever figured out the trick, like how he does it. So he's just like, gonna keep doing it. It's like they'll never find me out. Yeah. <laughs> I am the bicycle. It's right in their face. <laughs> it's just a piece of plastic, and I'm behind a mirror. <laughs> I'm holding a mirror up to society. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what this movie does more yeah. than anything. Um, but overall, like talking about it, right? Because I came on uh, when I first start when I started the the shoot, I was like, "Oh man, we're gonna end up shitting on this movie." But now I I, I think I yeah I I think that the only negative thing is is that it's very slow. Yeah, I mean you 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 sacrifice it is one of these perfect things where you could sacrifice story structure, plot structure, you know, a lot of things that the Roger Ebert review <laughs> kind of criticized. Yeah. And you kind of sacrifice it because it's the Muppets. Mm -hmm. It's like, why are you taking it so seriously? Right. They're a bunch of socks. Right. Like, no offense to the Muppets, but, I mean. They know what they are. They know what they are. They yeah. even call it out. Mm -hmm. But the but, one thing you want it to be is fast. Right. The one thing you want it to be quick and entertaining. Mm -hmm. And when it's not, it's glaring. Right. And I think that comes from, you know, that they are really fans of movie making. Yeah. You know, you can see just from either when they break the fourth wall or just the little like tropes that they play off of or, you know, even things like the twin, like the, like their twin brothers right. and, like, or just 
Yeah, yeah, or like the, the, lot the of swimming old, like number. Yeah, a lot of old Hollywood tricks. A lot yeah. of sets, a lot of like, yeah. like well choreographed blocking. You see the love yeah. for that. Yeah. And then but the downside of that is they would appreciate this musical number way more than the general audience. Right. They do, it's like they're doing it for themselves. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's kinda of, exactly. Right. It's kinda of masturbatory. <laughs> it's like watching the young rock. Oh. Where <laughs> It's just The Rock just like, I had this one cool story. Make it the best thing. Make me the best guy ever. This take is heating up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that show, but yet I've seen every episode. I was going to say, <laughs> when I came over, you were watching it. It's, so. <laughs> it's addictively stupid. Mm. What's stupid about it? Everything's stupid oh. about it. <laughs> <laughs> like the acting. Like no, the, the acting's like the pretty good. Like, the kid that got to play, like, so there's three rocks in it. Yes. So there's... Super young rock, mm-hmm. where he's like a little kid. Like I think he's like eight he's years like old. Little Michael. Yeah. yeah. Then there's like fifteen year old rock, and he's like looks the most like him. Mm. And then there's eighteen year old rock, who's this monster of a man, yeah. who looks like he could beat the rock up. Yeah. <laughs> like this kid is like jacked. Wow. And it just seems like it's like they're they're touching every subject with like soft gloves. Oh, okay. It's like his dad lies to his mom. But it's cool because he, you know, they're, they're always happy together. Mm, mm. It's like, well, kind of go into it a little bit more. Why does your dad lie? Right. What's he lying about? What's he lying about? Yeah. You know, is your mom upset that she put her life on hold because she has a family? You know, your grandmother was homeless in, in America, Samoa for two years, you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And you just brought her back in an episode? Like, there's a lot of things you should talk about. It could be unpacked there. Well, what are you doing, Rock? Right, right. Yeah, because, I mean, he always says, I'm like, oh, I should get therapy one day, but I'll just work out instead. And it's kind of like, listen, listen, there's nothing wrong with both. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, uh, you, yeah, I think he, he talks about his, his past as like something that he thinks is like very important to making who he was. And that's definitely true. But, you know, like when, like you said, when you have an opportunity to be real and showcase like how hard things really were, you're, he's backing away from it. Yeah, like oh, I'm, I'm saying he, whoever is is running this show. I think he's writing this show because it's like he could be like, no, I want to go into how you know I had to turn tricks at the age of fourteen, and they're just like Rocky. No, we we can't go into that. You know, it could be that. It could be. I could mean, be like studio. I mean, look, I think a lot of it's it's funny because you could see like a lot of the football stuff is like, Meh, I don't think so. Like, that's not really how it went. It's like, not really like, how it went. I don't like, think you were that good. Yeah, like, you weren't really looked at too well. Like, I mean, yeah, you were a big, you were, you were a big dude in right. college. Right, But then you played for Miami, who had big dudes everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. you in the, the late 80s was kind of a cultural phenomenon. But it's usually, um, it's usually like, he's usually very upfront about how he wasn't good enough for football. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but this makes it seem like he was? Yeah, it makes him seem like he was like, oh, he's the next be- he's the next biggest thing. Like what? this this is 18-year-old rock. This is this is football rock. Oh, cyborg? That's yeah, <laughs> that right. means at least 30. <laughs> <laughs> he is not a teenager. No. But like, yeah, he's like the 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 kids they got to play the rocks at the ages. That's the 15-year-old? The 15-year-old. Mm. He looks the most like him. Yeah, that one could work. Cuz they and they're always they are always always trying to somehow pull in that the rock meme where he's got the black turtleneck oh, and the really? fanny pack on yeah. every, every time, episode every episode it's like yo it's like enough's enough like it's funny 
They put a lot of look. I'll give them credit. Put a lot of money into this. A lot of money into this show. A lot yeah, of money. but the turtleneck, the, tur- the the turtleneck, the fanny pack rock is something that should have been like built up to to like for like a season finale or something. You I think they I mean? tried doing it at least three times. Yeah. In eight episodes, three times. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Yeah. But uh. So we've gone about forty-seven minutes in, and talked about the movie for about ten. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? The movie went on for an hour and thirty-eight minutes, right. and it gave us twenty minutes of a of a caper. Yeah, so. and also it's it's the Muppets. Um, they are. I mean, the Muppets. I mean, we're probably not going to go back to the Muppets for a while because mm-hmm. I know in May, if anybody else has been following along, our friends over at the Feature Presentation Pod are probably going to be doing a Muppet May, but we have our own May. That's right. What I, is it? I think it was. I think. It was, <laughs> I think I was going to title it Michael Mayhem. Oh, yeah, or, the Mayhem, the Mayhem. Yeah, so we're going to do Michael Bay movies. Yes, yes, yes. May Bay. May Bay. May, that's right, May Bay. <laughs> <laughs> or Bay May. Or like whatever. Yeah, yeah, Bay May. Bayhem. Bayhem. Movie Bayhem. Movie Bayhem, yeah. Yep. So we're going to... a lot of a lot of potential there. We're going to have... I, I think also that it's either going to kill us or we're going to have a lot of fun. I think Michael Bay has some solid movies. Two of them are in the Criterion Collection. Really? Yeah. Two um, of two of Michael Bay movies are in the Criterion. Which, which two? The, the Rock. Rock. I knew it was The Rock. And I one think, of the Bad Boys. No, I think uh, Armageddon. Oh, really? Yeah. I I when I watched Armageddon as a kid, I didn't like it that much. Mm. Maybe I like. Maybe if we end up watching it, I'll like it more. I think I think it'll be a lot of fun. And you know what? Be also great cast. Great cast. Yeah. You know what's also gonna be great about May Bay or Bay May or Michael Bay Michael Bay Ma- Michael Bayham. Uh, we'll be 100% vaccinated at that hey, point. Fully loaded. Fully loaded, fully <laughs> vaccinated. Chipped up, dipped up, That's ready to right. rip it up. Got our Fauci ouchies. <laughs> got our Fauci we're all, we're all, Yeah, we got our 5G. So I actually put in for a day. Di- guys, this is uh, 49 minutes. You turned off. You can stop listening now. Either you, you turned off by now or Podbean shut us down again. That's right. The man Probably then. <laughs> Got, got our got their foot in our necks. Copyright are claimed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I put in for uh, on on Wednesday. I go to my boss. I'm like, hey, I, I would like to take Saturday off. Mm-hmm. Getting my shot on Friday, and I don't want to use a sick day on Saturday. So you'd rather use a vacation. I'd rather use a vacation day. I have okay. 15 of them. Okay. Compared to six sick days, because mm-hmm. I've already used I've already used three. I have 10 overall, but I've got, I may have a plan for another. But don't want to don't want to say he might be a listener. Sure, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I go to my boss. I'm like, I like to take Saturday off, so you could, you know, so you're not left in the dust if I call out sick. Right. And he's like, Oh, I see. You just want to take a vacation. I'm like, Yep, that's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> I want to get a shot that has wiped people out for 48 hours, it mm-hmm. seems, mm-hmm. and just relax, kick off my shoes, and. Hide under my covers in complete darkness yeah. for 48 hours. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a vacation. Sounds like me. a good time. That does seem like a good time to me, actually. And did he let you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have cool. the day. I have the day off. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So no, yeah. He can't. He can't say no. No. So we'll be double vaxxed up. Uh, double vaxxed up. Double yep. raxed up. Double. Yep, double. Double. Double cheeked up. Double everything. <laughs> and uh, on a May afternoon. That's right. And uh, well, April afternoon. That's true. It'll still be still, April. It'll still be April, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's awesome. But I think we could, de- I think it will definitely be a lot more fun to see if we can now open it up to people mm-hmm. now that we got the vaccines. 
We could be a little bit more welcoming. Yeah. We could be the Pfizer fuckboys. The Pfizer fuckboys. Pfizer fuckboys. Bring back White Boy Summer. <laughs> yeah. Is White Boy... That's still a thing. I know he I know he was very anti... Those... Anti-white like, supremacists? Anti-white supremacists taking over... If it's not everybody Summer, it's not White Boy that's Summer. That's right. White, Wise words, Chet. Because White Boys are known to be inclusive. <laughs> well, this one is. This one is. And definitely. we appreciate that. Yeah. Church. Church. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> So anyway, guys, uh, damn. you want to give this this movie a score? I guess so. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Your nostalgia must play into it a little bit. Um, I I think this does kind of have our two scale factor: our nostalgia and then our our actual grading system. To, our, like, a, a... I mean, you don't have as nostalgia to this. No, I don't. I do, because like I said before, like I remember, like I immediately remember watching as a kid. That's gotta feel crazy. Remember when my grandmother would babysit and we would watch it? I remember when, you know, it would be kind of crappy out. We would watch this movie. Yeah, like I I remember like I I have vivid memories to my old living room, like and it just it it came flooding back for ten seconds and then it's like oh yeah that's right it also gets very slow at this point, mm. but especially the John Cleese scene when he's having dinner with his his lady yeah like that like kicked back like so hard, but so on a nostalgia scale I'd give it around a, an eight, mm. but on a movie scale. I'm giving it around like a five and a half. Yeah, it was between a five and a six. Yeah, yeah. I think and maybe a six is probably good because it is it is a lot of fun. Yeah, but it's very slow. Mm-hmm. It gets three points alone for Charles Grodin. Yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah. it. Like he's just so so good in it. Yep, absolutely. Every time he's on the screen, it became just a little more kinetic. Yep. You know. Uh-oh. Oh, that's. Uh-oh. I guess it's time for us to, to sign off. Uh-oh. As always, guys, it's a, it's a movie I'm 6.5. No. I live that close to a fire. <laughs> yeah. Like, that happens every day. <laughs> every day. When you're trying to sleep? When I'm trying. When I'm. Tr- when I'm. It happens in the morning and it happens in the <laughs> afternoon. Like, oh, it's, it's almost six. I got to cook dinner. <laughs> Actually, I think. Is this like one of the only times that it's ever come on the, uh, the shoot? Yeah, because normally we. Record after six. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what time is it now? Six. Just about six. Just about six. Okay. Just about six. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, guys, that's the shoot. <laughs> bang bang. Woo woo. Yep. And uh, <laughs> you know, good to be back. We won't get claimed for this. No, this <laughs> is not copyrighted. I can tell you that much. But uh, nobody would want this. What's talent. more annoying, this horn or when I play the club horn? Oh, gotta be the club horn. No. <laughs> but uh, as always, guys, you can hit us up. On Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram at mis- Instagram Movie Mayhem at Movie Mayhem Podcast at Instagram. Nailed it. Blech. Nailed it. <laughs> let's, re- re- let's let's redo the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want a shirt or anything, go to tpublic.com backslash Movie Mayhem Podcast. Hopefully, we will be sticking around again. Sorry about uh, getting claimed. Sorry we were gone, but we're back. Sorry, now. Katy Perry. Uh, I, I'm sorry I thought your song was good enough to put at the end of an episode. I mean, that was a mistake. That was a huge mistake. Yeah. Um, so you know what song I'm going to put at the end of this one? Yeah, let them know. It's going to be...